Welcome back to another Focus Friday with Nate. Today is February the 17th, 2023. Um, so what I have for today to release, I have actually been... God has been dealing with me with this topic for a little over a month now. And... Um, I actually, I sent this to my pastor for him to judge for accuracy, as well as to make sure that it wasn't overstepping his position in my life as my spiritual leader and my pastor, because I'm fully aware that some people that I attend church with listen to my podcast. And uh, I wanted to make sure that because of that, that he was okay and that I was I was on target with with what God has going on in this season, and uh, once He read it and uh, cleared me uh, on this on this word in in the spirit, I knew that I had to get it out, and uh, I sent it to him after our prayer meeting that we had at church Wednesday. And if you missed it, if you attend church there and you wasn't there, you you missed an opportunity to go deeper into the water of his presence and to be saturated with with his presence because it was an amazing and powerful meeting that we had at church Wednesday. Uh, and if you weren't there, I'm sorry that you missed it. There was there was opportunity there to to grow, uh, and if you weren't there, there's no explanation that I can give you for you to even get some kind of glimpse as to what we we had going on, what you missed. You just missed it. Uh, but I sent this to him Wednesday night. Uh, for the reasons that I said, you know, for accuracy and to ensure that I wasn't overstepping who he is in my life. And uh, he said it was good to go and to release this and to do what God said to do and say. So I'm that's what we're going to do today. Uh, that's what I'm going to do on this podcast. Uh, and I'm not going to change a thing. Because who am I to to tell God how to say things and when to say it? So I'm going to give it to you straightforward. Um, some of you might be offended by this. And uh, to be honest with you, I was offended when, when God started dealing with me on this because I thought I had everything in, in a row. I thought I had all my ducks in order. I thought it was all, I was on, on the good, right track. And uh, God let me know that I wasn't. He let me know that there's some things I needed to get out of my life, some things I needed to stop doing, some things I needed to stop saying. And, um, yeah, he, he dealt with me on this word first. And, uh, so don't think that I'm giving it to you in a, I told you so, or I'm better than you, uh, perspective because I'm not, uh, we're all trying to reach the same goal while our journeys are different. Um, the Bible is very clear on the path that we're supposed to walk on. And uh, God showed me that I was not 
doing what his word said. So he dealt with me on this first. Uh, so when I sent this to him Wednesday night after our prayer meeting and he prayed about it and sent back the okay, um, I feel like I need to say, though, that some of y'all have issues with saying or being submitted to the man of God in your life. And uh, what I did, because of who my pastor is in my life, I, I placed him as spiritual head over my life and to guide me and to bring correction to me whenever I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, that is called being submissive and to be under submission to those who have rule over you. And that's what the Bible says to do. And if you cannot submit to the man of God in your life, that is why God can't bless you. You're wondering why things aren't, you're not, your finances aren't being blessed. Your, your physical health isn't being blessed. You're always under some kind of attack spiritually. It's because you're not submitting to the man of God in your life and you want to try to control what he's doing. It doesn't work that way. Um, so I sent him my notes and, uh, I want to say even before five minutes after he told me I was good to release this, the enemy tried to attack my body. Well, the enemy did attack my body. I broke out in whelps and I was getting itchy on both of my arms, my back, my chest, my stomach, my face. And, uh, I took two Benadryl and prayed myself to sleep, uh, because I knew it was an attack. Um, when I woke up yesterday morning and realized that the Benadryl hadn't affected a single thing, all I could do was laugh. And I, I spoke directly to the devil and I was like, devil, I know you're mad and I know this was a physical attack, but you have no power to stop me from releasing what God has told me to speak and to release. So you have no power here. So you can try to attack me with whatever it is that you want to try to attack me with, but I'm not going to stop my, stop the release of God's word and what he's told me to say. And did you know that you too have the power to do that if you believe that Christ lives in you? If you believe and have welcomed Christ into your heart, you have the power to speak over your body because he's given you dominion. He's given you dominion over the everything on the earth. If you read your Bible, you would know that. But you can speak to your body and you can say, come into alignment with what God said is supposed to be. Body, you are whole. And that's what I had to do. And let me tell you, about 15, 20 minutes later, the, the whelps had gone away. The itching has stopped. And I, I started praying and preparing to release this word. I, I, all day at work yesterday, um, I record these on Thursdays after I get off work. And all day, I was ready to record this. But I had my job to do. So I couldn't just stop with my job. To, to record this, I had to do 
what I was being paid to do and what was expected of me at work. Um, but let me just tell you, the devil is going to try to attack you once you start doing what God tells you to do. And that's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about that. The enemy loves attacking those who oppose him. If you're doing things that the enemy likes, you're not reading your Bible. You're not talking to God. You're not walking in fellowship with God. You're not going to church. You're not doing all of these things that the Bible has laid out for us to be doing. And you're not getting attacked. Then you're not doing anything that scares him. What I'm doing obviously scared the devil. And he doesn't want me to release this word, but I'm going to release it. If I was in a hospital bed today because of that allergic reaction, I would be recording this just like I am right now. I'd be in my, in my hospital bed recording this because it's got to get out. So this, this word is actually heavier than what I've released the past two Fridays. This is our third message. And God dealt with me on this, this word first. And if it offends you, good. Maybe you need to be offended like I was so that your spirit man can be put in check and you can start to grow and be fruitful in God's kingdom. And uh, so, so let's just go, go ahead and dive into this. Uh, God posed a question to me uh, a while ago. And here's, here's what his question was. How much longer are you going to keep playing around with me? You, you keep doing what you want, when you want, how you want, but when does it end? Guys, we, we need to wake up from our slumber and start taking God and the things of the kingdom seriously. For too long, we've allowed the enemy a foothold in our lives, in our children's lives, in our loved ones' lives, and even in our church. Jude 1.4 says, I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into our your churches, saying God's marvelous grace allows us to live in moral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Lord and Master, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know some of y'all don't like that. But where I attend church, we're known for keeping it real. And that's real. We have allowed the enemy into our churches and we have allowed negativity, pessimistic views and talk to invade our people. And we wonder why people aren't being healed when we pray for them. We wonder why we aren't excelling in our lives on the job, at the house, in our ministries. It's because we've gotten too comfortable with being complacent and lazy with kingdom mandates. So again, how much longer are we going to continue To play games with God as if he's someone to mess around with because we think it's fun. We think that serving God can only be fun. We think that, oh, well, the music's good today. So let let me just get in my emotions. Start, start, you know, just, just clap my hands for a little bit and go to Cracker Barrel. Go to Chili's. Go to Olive Garden. 
I forget all about what I'm supposed to be getting from this. Your worship is a weapon, but only if you use it as such. Your worship is to fight your battles, but only if you use it as such. Serving God is not a game. It's not for the weak. Zephaniah 2, verses 1 through 3, says, Gather together, yes, gather together, you shameless nation. Gather before judgment begins, before your time to repent is blown away like chaff. Act now before the fierce fury of the Lord falls and the terrible day of the Lord's anger begins. Seek the Lord, all who are humble, and follow his commands. Seek to do what is right and to live humbly. Perhaps even yet the Lord will protect you, protect you from his anger on that day of destruction. For those of you who don't know what chaff is, it is mainly known and recognized as the outer husks separated from useful grains like corn. So when you pull a corn um, a corn cob off of the stalk, it has that husk around it. That is what the chaff is. And in this context, God is saying to repent and gather together and fix your direction back to him before you're thrown away like useless husks that just blow away in the wind. You can only ride the back of someone for so long before God gets tired of the piggybacking, peels you away from the useful production, and you get cast into the wind. Uh, This past Sunday, my pastor preached on overcoming as opposed to just being a survivor. So I'm going to include include a little excerpt here from that service. And uh, he said, I'm not saying that God is an unmerciful God because he is today. But tomorrow he could be your judge. Chaff can also mean literal destruction with the result of non-existence or a figurative representation of the destruction of the wicked and evil doers. You may say, well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible. I pray. What more can I do? Yes, do those things. Those things are important if you do it with intention. If you're doing it just because it's on your to-do list, where are you getting from it? You're just, you're just stuck in a cycle and you're doing it because you think, well, I, I'll be given a participation trophy. No, serving God requires sacrifice. It requires intentional behavior. If you're doing it with the thought that the mere action is going to save you, you're wasting your time and energy because good actions are not going to save you. Matthew 10.38 says, If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. That was Jesus. He then goes on to say in verse 39, still Jesus talking, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life up for me, you will find it. And I I have to be honest with you, I used to be extremely confused by these verses because I was looking at it carnally and I wasn't asking for God's interpretation or, or for the word to be revealed to me in a way that I can understand what he was saying. 
but I, I'm pretty sure I got a revelation of the meaning now. See, so many times we try to put God in a box. We put him in this box and we put him up on the top shelf or on the back burner and forget about actually being his and allowing him into our life as a permanent centerpiece where everything else revolves around him. That is until we want something from him. That's a dangerous game. God is too big to fit in our little bite-sized boxes, like he's a piece of fun-sized candy. That if we just get, you know, just a little hungry, we can just open up that bite-sized piece of candy and take a bite just to tide us over until the main course. And then we put them back in once we decide our egos and needs are quenched just enough to get us by to the next Sunday. God's not a magician, people. God is not someone that we can just take advantage of and expect him to keep playing along. You try to justify your box by saying things like, oh, look, God, I gave you a spot on the top shelf. Only the most important things go up there. Everyone knows that. Are, are we kidding ourselves? God is not a shelvable object that is just hanging out for decoration. God is an all-powerful, omnipresent being who loves you enough to continuously give you chance after chance to put the games aside and to start handling the kingdom agenda seriously and with intentional movement. This one is for those of us who have been in this for a while, myself included. Because, like I said, God dealt with me on this topic long before he asked me to present it to you. He said it's time that we grow in kingdom principles and decide that we're done playing this game. This is real, and we have to handle it with care. 1 Corinthians 13.11 says, When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. We're too grown physically and spiritually to be still playing games with God like we played with our parents when we were kids. My son plays games with me occasionally. I'll tell him to go put his shoes on or to pick some, some toys up or to stop pla splashing water outside of the tub. He'll laugh and keep doing it because he thinks it's fun. And because of the tone I use, he thinks it's a game. But this isn't a game. This is eternity that we're, we're playing with. All I can do is release this to you. You have to decide whether you're ready to put on your big boy underwear, or big girl panties, and follow him and actually work for the kingdom. To be about the father's business. And I'm not, I understand that, that what's coming in this message might make some of you no longer want to be friends with me, not associate with me. And you know what? As hard as this is to hear, I am perfectly okay with you not wanting to be friends with me anymore because my relationship with God and the mandate he's put on my life is more important for me to fulfill than to, to feed your ego, to tickle your ears with, with a word that, that will make you feel good. In fact, Galatians 1.10 describes my, my, my thoughts perfectly. And it says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If people pleasing were my only goal, I would not be a Christ servant. 
And that's exactly where I am now. I'm going to release what God told me to release. I'm going to speak truth with biblical background and foundation. And then if you choose to be mad and not be friends with me anymore, so be it. I know I sound like a broken record with this, but people, God's kingdom is not a game. The Bible doesn't say that we are playing a game. It says we're fighting a war. We are in spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6 and 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See, you think that you're safe because you're walking with God, but even in the heavenly places, we're still getting attacked. We're still being ambushed by the enemy because he doesn't want us to fulfill the goals and the, the, the kingdom mandates that God has placed in our life to fulfill. It's a spiritual war. And right there, some of y'all are trying to figure this out. And why don't you already know? You say, I've been following Jesus for a long time and I still have to fight battles and I'm still being attacked. Of course you are. The enemy doesn't care when you're playing a game and being a lazy Christian. That doesn't scare him. It's when you stop playing games, take up your cross, follow Jesus and serve his kingdom and fulfill his purpose. It's when you get into those heavenly places, the enemy attacks the hardest because, and I don't know if you noticed it all during your life like I have during mine, but when you're doing everything according to God's direction and guidance, hell fights harder. Hell doesn't want the kingdom of God to advance. Hell has no chances of winning, but he still fights because he doesn't want us to win in this, in this war. Hell knows defeat is in its future. Be a part of that. Be a part of the victory. Yes, there will be battles. Yes, there will be struggles and days when you feel so tired and exhausted that you are sure that you can't take another step or fight another minute. Paul felt the same way. And he quoted Jesus' response to this. Jesus said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. God is not going to leave you people. He's not going to leave you feeling hopeless when you take up the cross. In your weakness, you will be made strong because he sees in your weakness and tiredness. And he sees you through. He sees when you feel so weak that you can't take another step. But still, continue to follow him. Stop playing games with God. Because one day you will reap every benefit that you work so hard for. Trust in the Lord as you go about the kingdom's mandate. God will help you with it. Isaiah 40 and 31. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Guys, I know so many of us are frustrated with where we are in life, and it's our fault. It's our fault. We have to take the responsibility. We're not supposed to be happy with complacency. We're supposed to want more and more. It's not greed. It's our inheritance. I want what God has already said is mine. I want what he has promised me. God wants to pour his spirit out on us, but we've been too lazy and stuck in our ways and just playing the part of a Christian that we're the ones that has locked up the blessings of God. 
we keep asking God to give us more, but he's saying, you're not doing anything with what I already gave you. Why do you think I'm going to give you more? God's not being a dictator when he does that. He's preventing us from destroying ourselves by not giving us more than we're prepared to handle because we refuse to grow in the things that he's already given us. And our spirit man is too weak. Because if he does that, if he gives us more, as soon as we reap the excess that God says is ours, our flesh will use it for evil and destroy everything God has set up for us to prosper in. So it's time we put away our own thoughts, our own will, and ask God to correct our character, clean out our dirt that we have in our lives that's stacked up in the corner, that we've grown so accustomed to being there that we just overlook it. Pastor said it Sunday, for those of you who are at the Vine in service or online watching, God wants to bless us, but our character is not of God, so we can't. Our character has to be reflective of who God is. Like I said, we've gotten so used to playing the part of a good Christian, we forgot that we're supposed to be kingdom people and reflections of heaven on earth. Luke sixteen fifteen says, Then he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your heart. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. And I know we've all heard this pretty much our entire lives, no matter what age we are. But God is coming back, and it's soon. I know we've heard this, but people, it's not a joke. It's not something cliche to say. Look around. Look at all the signs pointing to his imminent return for his church. This isn't a game. There isn't time to mess around anymore with this world and the things this world tries to convince us is okay and isn't a priority with God. It's a lie straight from the depths of hell. If God's word says that it's not kingdom, guess what? It's not okay to do it. It's not okay to, to keep living in it. Anything that takes priority over God and the things of God is wrong. The old, oh, God knows my heart crap isn't going to fly anymore. He does know your heart. That's how he knows that we, we're acting. We can fool everyone around us. Just like he said in Luke sixteen fifteen. You like to appear righteous in public. You put on this facade, this act, but God knows your heart. He knows if you're about his kingdom. It's time to stop playing around with God. So I'm going to close it down here because I know if I keep going, I'll just reiterate everything I've already said. But guys, God put something in my heart and in my mind, and I have this passion that's burning like I've never felt before. And it's breaking my heart to look around and still see people who have been in this thing 20 years longer than me still playing around like God couldn't just literally obliterate them off the face of the earth. So for me, myself, my house, I'm done playing church. I'm done playing with God. I'm taking his agenda for the kingdom progression seriously. And I pray that each one of you who hears this message takes heed to his warning. He's coming back and he wants your heart to be prepared for eternity with him. Please don't wait. Don't procrastinate any longer for God's purpose to overtake your heart and completely flip your entire world upside down for the better. God wants you to have life and life more abundantly. And that includes living eternity with him in paradise. Heaven is where I have my sights set. 
and I'm going to do everything I can to honor his word, further his kingdom while I still have breath in my body. Because when I get to heaven, I want to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Which is why I'm not going to sugarcoat what he's told me to say. Because my job is to share the gospel with you. So once you get this word, you're responsible for what you do with it. You're going to be judged after you hear this word on what you do with it. I love all of you. And as always, please don't listen to just my words. Don't just listen to what God's saying. Follow it. Obey it. God bless all of you. Have an incredible and safe weekend. And until next Friday, thank you for listening.